Hi, welcome to episode 8 of Fuzzy Lives Forever. In this episode, we'll be talking about vaccines. Before we start, I wanted to give you a quick reminder, if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps our podcast so much. Thank you. Here's the show. Hello and welcome to Fuzzy Lives Forever. A podcast by somebody who knows a lot about animals. And somebody who loves animals a lot. My name is Will Pass, and I'm a veterinarian. And my name is Emma. I am a reader of murder mystery novels. <laughs> What's your latest read? I just finished reading um, One of Us is Lying. Ooh. It's a young adult lit novel. It was really good. Very nice. Who did it? Who was lying? I can't tell you. It's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's the book of the week. <laughs> Today, we're going to start by taking a question. Yeah, a, a caller question. So last week in our game portion of the show, we heard from Emily in Bellingham, Washington. And after we taped, um, she called back and left us a message on our Anchor app uh, with a question about her dog. So we thought it would be fun to play that and then answer the question live. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. Let's take a listen. Hey, Will and Emma. This is Emily. I'm calling because I took my dog, Jupiter, on a hike, and she got into something, which in the moment, I don't know what it was, but in the aftermath, I believe it was a bunch of banana slugs that were on some meat. So I really want to make her grow up because right now her mouth is slimed shut. And I heard that hydrogen peroxide works, and I'm wondering if it's safe for Jupiter, how much I should give her, and how I can get the hydrogen peroxide in her mouth because it's totally sealed with slime. So let me know what you think. Thanks. Oh my god, that's so gross. That is disgusting <laughs> for number one. That's disgusting. Are banana slugs yellow? Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, they they sound like, they look like what they sound like. Exactly. Yeah. Made famous by the movie Pulp Fiction. Oh, I, I don't right? know if I've seen that. They're, John Travolta, I believe, is wearing a banana slug shirt. It's a mascot. Oh, really? A, yeah, for a, for a California team. I'm oh. embarrassed because I don't remember exactly what it is. But oh, beside okay. the point, fun fact. So banana slugs on meat is a rare delicacy yeah. for dogs. Ooh. They love the grossest stuff. Yeah, anything to get a little snack, huh? <laughs> so for the question there, how do you make your dog throw up? Okay. It's a good question, and it's one that comes up a lot. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, the first things we need to ask ourselves if we're making a dog throw up are: Are there any risks of making the dog throw up? So there are certain things that, as vets, we feel comfortable getting dogs to throw up, and certain things that we don't. Generally speaking, we just don't want them to throw up anything that is sharp or could do right. damage on the way up, and then nothing corrosive. Corrosive meaning? Like if it was a really caustic chemical, oh. um, you know, things like battery acid and that sort of oh. thing, we do worry about just because if they throw it up and that then lines the esophagus, you could do Got more it. damage. Got it. You don't want it going up. down and then back up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that's the first thing. I don't think banana slugs and meat really are, we don't really have to worry about. Right. Um, and so that is a really common question. You know, how do I get them to throw up? Hydrogen peroxide is the really 
only DIY method that I know of. That's like at home. Exactly. Method. Yeah. At home kind of got to, got to do it. Maybe you can't go to the vet. Um, and so one of the kind of trade-offs with hydrogen peroxide is that in and of itself is kind of caustic and it can actually do some damage to the stomach lining by giving hydrogen peroxide. It's a little inflammatory. Oh yeah. And people love to put hydrogen peroxide on stuff. Um, they, a lot of times will tell me they're pouring hydrogen peroxide on well, things. Well, you know why? It's because it bubbles up. It bubbles up. feels satisfying. <laughs> it feels like it's working. <laughs> yeah. We don't really use hydrogen peroxide except in really, um, in, in like in cuts and things that have lots of debris and dirt in them. Uh, and for the most part, we don't really use it as much as most general public does. Anyway, so if you want to get your dog to throw up hydrogen peroxide, um, basically you give them about a teaspoon of hydrogen peroxide per 10 pounds of body weight up to a maximum of about four or five teaspoons. You don't okay. want to overdo it too much. And so um, you can just try to um, put, you know, pour a little bit into their mouth. You can use a syringe if you have a syringe at home, or you can mix it with a little bit of yummy food ah. um, to get them to eat it. You know, something like a like chicken broth or something like that. Right. And um, I think her second part of her question was that her the mouth was all stuck closed because of the banana slug slime? Yeah. That's a new one to me. I'm sorry. We're how in the desert. Gnarly. We have a lot of slugs around here. <laughs> but how would you, how, like, what could you imagine you could do if you were having trouble getting the mouth open? I think flushing it with water would oh. be a good idea. Yeah. You know? Like get a water bottle and try and Dilution is the solution. It out. And I would imagine that a very, very dilute soap would be a good way to break oh. down the slime too. Huh. But it's mostly protein in the slime in the slime goo, and protein can be hard to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you're saying um, hydro hydrogen peroxide is not ideal, right? It would be better to go to the vet, right? So we don't but use. But you can use it in a yeah. In a pinch. If you're in a pinch, if you're yeah. if, if your dog just ate something poisonous or what have you, or you feel like it's going to make your dog sick. Um, then, then using hydrogen peroxide, it's pretty safe to do, you know, overall pretty safe. We don't use hydrogen peroxide in the clinic. We use something called apomorphine, which is something we inject into the vein directly. Oh, really? Yeah. And then dogs will usually throw up within uh, a minute or two after giving that to them. It works most of the time. I saw this awesome video and maybe not awesome. I saw this amazing video this week of a dog throwing up like, it must have been like fifty balloons. What? <laughs> like not like full balloons, like blown up, deflated balloons. Oh. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> that would have been amazing, though, right? Just if it was throwing up inflated balloons. Deflated balloons. <laughs> it was incredible. What kind of a dog was it? A German Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, anyways, <laughs> um, hopefully somebody found that helpful. Yeah. And if you have a question about your pet and you would like to ask us. Please go to our website. There are instructions on how you can leave us a message on Anchor, the app we use to host our podcast, and maybe we'll play it on air and answer. Yeah. Teachable moment. Yeah. The weirder, the better. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Practical's good, but that yeah. one was pretty... I like that weird element of banana slugs on meat. Very vivid imagery there. How much would somebody have to pay you, Em, to eat? There's no there's no amount. $10 million? Nope, no amount. Mine's probably lower than that. You're going to ask me <laughs> how much I'd be paid? How much? I'd say probably I'd, pre- I'd say probably $10,000. You're a cheap date. <laughs> <laughs> Once you have a banana slug, though, you'll understand. They're really actually pretty good. Gross. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, so what's the topic of the day? We're just going to talk real quick about vaccines. Real quick? Yeah, real, real quick. Okay. There's a lot to talk about. I was going to say, vaccines are like a big controversial topic. Yeah, they kind of are. And we're starting to see some of that as people are sometimes very scared of getting vaccines for their dogs. Right, because it's become highly controversial in in human medicine. So you're seeing that same controversy transfer over to animal medicine? Yeah. People are, are bringing some fears. And, and, you know, the reality of vaccines is they're not completely free of risks. So right. it would be wrong to say that they are not without any risks. Right. But the benefits far, 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 far outweigh the risks. Yeah. In and case that, anyone wants to know where you stand. There you go. And I think most veterinarians and the bulk of all scientific study right. stands behind me right. in saying that vaccines, the benefits of those vaccines far outweigh the risks. Right. So that is just kind of a starting place. And what I wanted to say was that there are different kinds of vaccines and we should just talk briefly about the most important ones okay. and then touch on the ones that are sort of what we call non-core vaccines. Okay. So you've got core and you've got non-core. And core vaccines for dogs and cats are uh, rabies. That's kind of numero yeah, uno. Yeah, that seems like a big one. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a big one. And then the other one is distemper parvo. And in, in, in cats, it's also called distemper or panleukopenia uh, virus. And those ones are the biggies. And those are the ones that you should definitely, definitely get. Oh, that was actually less than I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Like, I was settling in for a whole list. No, it's pretty short, actually. like two. Yeah, the must-dos for dogs and cats are the uh, rabies and then canine distemper virus, which includes parvo. It's a combination. So it's actually more than one virus that's bundled in there. Oh, got it. And then for cats, it's the same deal. They're different cat-specific viruses, and it's, it's in layman's terms, called uh, feline distemper virus. So rabies and distemper. Those are the ones that you really got to get. Say one more time. Rabies in distemper. <laughs> okay. Um, and how old? So vaccines should be given every three to four weeks from the age of eight weeks to 16 weeks. So basically from two months to four months, your dog or cat should get a vaccine every month okay. until they're 16 weeks. Okay. Right? So at eight weeks, at 12 weeks, and then at 16 weeks. Got it. In some instances, they'll be given a little bit earlier than that because if there's a high-risk situation, sometimes they'll get started a little bit earlier. High risk is in like they're in an animal shelter sure. or something? Sure. Yeah. Animal shelters will sometimes start vaccinating a little bit earlier because right. the risk is significantly greater. Right. But that is necessary. And sometimes people say, why does he need all these shots? Yeah. That's a really common question. Why does he need three how bad could this vaccine be? Can they make a better one? Right. But what's happening is as your puppy or kitten is getting born, when they're born, they're born with some antibodies. So that's uh -huh. what protects them from getting viruses from their mom. And as time goes on, those antibodies start to go away. Okay. So what's interesting is as those go away, we have to try and build the animal's own immunity up. Okay. But because the antibodies are there, they also make it harder for the animal to do that. And so what we're trying to do is... What do you mean hard for it to do that? Are the antibodies like fighting? No. It? It's just that it doesn't stimulate a strong enough response with just one vaccine because there's some other antibodies in place against the vaccine. Okay. And so as those maternal antibodies drop, you want to bring up the antibodies in the puppy or the kitten. 
And okay. so that's why you have to get it multiple times. Now, if you take like a three-year-old dog, for example, that's never had vaccines, yeah. that dog needs just two shots, just the okay. one and the booster. Because we, they don't have those maternal antibodies yeah, 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 working exactly. against the vaccine. Yeah. And rabies is a little different because you just get, they just get one. And then they get the second one a year later, and then every three years. Mm -hmm. And then with the distemper parvovirus, that vaccine is given as a sequence first, and then it's given annually, and then typically every three years after that. Have you ever seen an animal with rabies? I have not personally, luckily. Have you heard of anyone who has? I have. There was once a cow somewhere in Colorado. A cow? A cow, yeah. Wow, that's random. And... There were people examining this cow because it was having some Frothing foaming at the mouth. Exactly. Classic yeah. symptom. And they were reaching into the <gasps> cow's mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. They were reaching into the cow's mouth to examine the cow because they thought maybe there was something in the cow's throat. Making it froth. Yeah. And then they found out the cow had rabies. So I can tell you, it's not really on many vets' minds. These were vets. Right. And vet students. They should know better. Oh, they should know better. But hey, it's one of those things like you don't, rabies is hardly ever on your list of things. Right. It's, it's so, so uncommon. It's so rare these days. Right. Because and of vaccines, thanks to vaccines. Exactly. And yeah. so rabies is really, really rare in places where they don't have such good vaccination protocols. Places like India, thousands of people still die of rabies. And so for us, it's like, oh, this is, why do we need to do this? This is silly. But it's one that because we do it, it means we don't have to deal with it. And a lot of people stay alive. For that reason. And I mean, rabies is the one that legally we are really bound to do no matter what. Right. Because if your dog or cat hasn't had a rabies vaccine, then many cities or states or counties have specific laws as to what happens to those animals Hmm. if they are picked up by the dog cops. Right. By the pound. Plus, there's just really no coming back from rabies. Not really. No no coming back from that one. No, you don't do too well. And yeah. so the rabies vaccine is is one that you got to do legally. Distemper vaccine is one that because it has parvo virus in there. I've I've seen plenty of dogs with parvo, unfortunately. Yeah, that that I feel like you talk about somewhat frequently. You see a dog right. with parvo. Yeah, and it's always sad if you find a dog that has parvo that could have been vaccinated. Right. And the cost of getting vaccinated, especially if you were to be on a really tight budget, you can go to a low cost clinic and get it done for. 20 bucks or some places even do it for free right but and parvo kills puppies right all the time exactly and and the thing about parvo virus is that if you pay you know 50 60 bucks to see the vet and get your vaccines you could potentially be saving two thousand dollars in a hospital bill because we can treat it and a lot of puppies live mm-hmm. but you don't have to go through that you just get the shots it's yeah. pretty simple let me Go back to the controversy. Have you ever seen or heard of an animal having an adverse reaction to an, a vaccine? Yeah, so that's a good question. There's a lot, uh, there's a whole spectrum of adverse reactions to vaccines. Okay. And it's really pretty common, um, especially in cats, to see cats that are a little bit kind of lethargic after they get their vaccines. And okay. we have to remember that vaccines stimulate the immune system. Right. And that's part of what makes you feel sick. I was going to say, so it's like being sick or having a cold. Yeah. So sometimes you feel a little under the weather. And so cats will sometimes kind of be lethargic or they might get sore at the site of the vaccine, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are familiar with. If you've ever gotten yeah. a vaccine, you'll get sore, like somebody kind yeah. of socked you in the arm. I've gotten sick after getting a vaccine. Have you? Yeah. So that's an interesting point because it 
could potentially lower your immune system because it's busy working against the vaccine. In another theory, you could argue that it actually upregulates your your virus defense systems and would make you less susceptible. And so it's hard to say sometimes if what's making you sick. Right. Because you could just feel sick. sick. I was going to say, who's to say sick versus feeling sick? Right. And so if we would say that these animals are feeling sick or they're feeling sick because their immune system's active. But all you can tell is that they're acting lethargic. Yeah. And so you can't ask them. And that's pretty common for cats and kittens to be a little bit lethargic. Puppies, too, can occasionally. We will see things like diarrhea um, infrequently. Maybe one or one or one a month or so that will happen. And that's too. not something to be like concerned no, about. No, it tends to clear up quite quickly. Uh-huh. And the whole takeaway too is that while there may be some risks, the benefit far outweighs them. And things like anaphylactic reactions are very, very, very uncommon. Meaning a full-on, full-blown anaphylactic shock, kind of like when you hear about somebody who's deadly allergic to bee stings. Right. You know, that kind of thing does happen, but it's really rare. And usually it will happen very quickly after getting the vaccine. So they'd be at the vet or yeah. just leaving the vet Usually, anyways. yeah. I mean, we've, we had a patient a couple of years ago that had a, va- a really bad vaccine reaction and she uh, collapsed as she was leaving the clinic. So dog? it was really quick. Yeah, it was a dog. It was a little dachshund Aww. named Annie Oakley. Annie. She's very sweet. But she did fine. I mean, it's and, and that's the kind of story that scares people away. Right. Because they hear, oh, my gosh, not my baby. Right. Not my baby. But I can tell you, it's far, far more common that your baby gets parvovirus. Right. Than your baby gets an anaphylactic reaction to the vaccine. Yeah. You know? And so that's kind of what it comes down to. There are other vaccines as well beyond these core vaccines. You've got kennel cough, which is another one that comes up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Kennel cough is the catch-all term for all kinds of respiratory bugs that dogs can pick up okay. from other dogs. Kennel cough vaccine is just one type, and it's a bacteria. Bacterial vaccines tend to not be as effective as viral vaccines. Hmm. And so that's one where that's an annual vaccine. It's not as effective as the other ones, but it offers some level of protection. So that's another one. And you'll... you still recommend that one? I do for animals that are in high contact with other animals. Like who go to boarding a lot or... Dog park, boarding, going to, you know... Friend's house. Friend's house with a lot of dogs, that kind of thing. And the thing to keep in mind, not 100% protective, but not a lot of downside to it. Again, it's one that can help. And so I do recommend it for dogs that are going to be interacting a lot with other dogs. Okay. What else? What else? (laughs) (laughs) Non-core. So um, cats get something called feline leukemia virus, which is spread from grooming and contact with other cats. And that one is something that we do recommend for outdoor cats. So cats that are interacting with a lot of other strange cats, they can pick (laughs) it up. And what's interesting about feline leukemia virus is it it has um, some associations with cats getting lymphoma. So they can get cancer from catching this virus. From the virus? Yeah, so that's not wow. unlike HPV causing cancer in, oh, got in it. people. I was going to ask. So yeah. it does happen in people too. In this case, they can get lymphoma when they have the when they catch the leukemia virus or they can get leukemia as the name suggests. So that vaccine has a bit of a, a notorious reputation because it was once associated with cats getting tumors from getting their vaccines. Like at the site? At the site. Yeah. And so this is a weird cat thing that because of what they think, they think that it was attributed to the adjuvant in the vaccine. So that's the thing that stimulates the immune system. 
like and an aggravator. Yeah, it kind of gets like the, the it, it kind of gets the immune system's attention and helps the virus uh, the the um, the vaccine last longer in the system to okay. stimulate a response. And cats were getting tumors of these areas, and so we when i say we veterinarians veterinarians the vaccine manufacturers have changed those vaccines and we see that far 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 less different aggravator exactly yeah so what different was the word adju- you used? adjuvant 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 yeah so different adjuvant we don't see the problem as much anymore it's really not too much of an issue but it is a reason that veterinarians will vaccinate animals further down their legs and this is going to sound kind of morbid but hey oh if they get tumors <laughs> well, you cut them off yeah I know. Lower? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Oh. Yeah. I thought we weren't supposed to scare people away. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing is you start talking about adverse events and in, in emotion, emotionally, it starts yeah. to dominate that that is going to be, that's going to happen to my cat, you know, and you're worried yeah. about it. And, and we can understand that. But the reality is it just happens so infrequently. Let's talk about a bunch of animals who haven't had adverse reactions. Just start listing them? <laughs> We'd be here for hours. We'd be here for hours. I know. That's the point. That's the point. So there's other vaccines out there. You know, you've got leptospirosis vaccine. You've got Lyme disease vaccine. You've got all these others that, again, it would take quite a lot of time to talk about those. Mm-hmm. But really, if there's anything you would remember from this this podcast, I hope it is get your rabies vaccine and get your distemper parvovirus vaccine. And for cats, get, get your feline distemper virus vaccine. Okay. You know, and if you got an outdoor cat, you should get the feline leukemia virus vaccine because remember, they could get cancer if they get that virus. And that's not good. And that's bad. Isn't that Facts on Cats video, doesn't she say feline leukemia virus is everywhere? It's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But not so much anymore because of the vaccine. Thanks to vaccines. Hey. What else? Um, So obviously vaccines are important in puppies. We talked about the whole mother antibody thing, building immune system. What about vaccines as you continue on in your animal's lifespan when they're getting older? Right. So as animals get older and they've had multiple vaccines, the duration of immunity lasts longer. And so as animals get into their senior years, there's if they've been regularly getting their vaccines, then there's less need for those vaccines. Now, there are studies that show some of these vaccines labeled for three years may even last as long as seven years. Mm. The hard thing is knowing how all animals are going to respond because not all animals will respond. And there are some animals that we call non-responders or poor responders. And it's really hard to know if your animal is one of those animals. Right. You can do something called a vaccine titer. That's become very, very popular recently to get titers instead of getting vaccines. I don't know what that means. So a titer is a blood test to check for antibodies for vaccines. Oh, to see if it's still Yeah, to see if your animal reacted, if it's got levels that are protective. And those titers do exist for rabies and they also exist for uh, feline distemper virus. Excuse me. Excuse me. um, For distemper parvovirus in dogs in dogs and and the feline distemper virus vaccine too interesting and what so the benefit of doing that blood test is just avoiding an unnecessary shot right and so right and so cheaper no that's the thing is they (laughs) they tend to be more expensive than the vaccines and if there are animals with other health conditions that stop them getting vaccines you may consider doing a titer, but for the most part, it's not necessary because, again, the risk is very low. And if your animals had vaccines previously and done well, 
it's it's less likely they're going to have a problem later on. Although some animals develop reactions later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just shooting myself in the foot again and again, aren't I? It's a complex issue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that um, reminds me of? The, the like, length of the vaccine effectiveness. It reminds me of expiration date on food, you know? Like, they're just kind of guesses about how long the milk is going to last. <laughs> Sometimes, like, milk in our fridge has been going strong for more than a week. But you never know. Some milk boxes just turn on you. Right, and so titers are, like, <laughs> sniffing the milk. <laughs> I think that's a good place to finish. Okay. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Get vaccines. Get vaccinated. Because rabies is no joke. Because it's no joke. <laughs> I'm taking over. Okay. I'm excited about this. We're going back to basics here. It is Emma versus Will. Will versus Emma. Quiz time. Wait, how could it be me versus you? You made the quiz. I know. I'm going to win. <laughs> this is a true rapid fire, meaning I'm going to be saying these very, very fast. Okay. And I hope and expect that you will answer as fast as possible. Okay. Too. Okay? okay, so this is a true and true or false. Okay, that makes it easier. Catch all animal related questions. Okay, rapid fire round. Got it. And there's some stuff about infectious diseases because that's what we were that's talking about. That's my specialty. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's start the timer on rapid fire true or false. Got it. True or false? Cats have round pupils. True. False. They're oh. crescent shaped. Shaped. <laughs> true or false? Dogs have more teeth than people. True. True. Dogs can be allergic to people. True. True. Rabbit teeth never stop growing. False. True. Female pig is called a gelding. True. False. It's called a sow. Oh, I knew that. A male crab is called a jimmy. True. True. A female crab is called a jane. True. False. It's called a jenny. No. (laughs) Whales have gills. No. True or false? False. No is not an answer. (laughs) False is false is correct. What do they have? Um, something dangly in their mouths. <laughs> right? What? Oh, no, that's how they catch their food. <laughs> I have no idea. If they don't have gills, what do they have? Lungs. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, True they false. come up to breathe. Lizards can grow their, regrow their legs if they get cut off. No, their tails. False. Correct. Just their tails. Dung beetles eat dung. This feels like a trick question. False? True. Of course <laughs> it's true. They're called dung beetles. <laughs> A lamp sucker is a type of snail. True. False, it's a fish. Ugh. The tasseled wabagong hangs from its tail when it sleeps. True. False, it's another fish. <laughs> the cuttlefish is a type of fish. True. False, it's a mollusk. No. <laughs> Giraffe tails can be eight feet long. False. True. An Darn. elephant's heart weighs more than an average two-year-old human. True. True. About 40 pounds compared to about 27 pounds. Wow. Sharks can get rabies. False. No, true. False. Darn it. Thank God. (laughs) Just mammals. (laughs) You can catch ringworm from a cat. True. Absolutely. You can catch Lyme disease from a dog. True. False. Just from ticks. Well, I was thinking maybe there's a tick on the dog. No, (laughs) false. You can spread a cold to your dog. 
True. False. What? Species specific. In some parts of Australia, most koalas have chlamydia. <laughs> I'm going to say true. Sadly so. <laughs> 90%. How many did you get right? Was that it? I don't know. I got all of them right. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. Some of those felt like trick questions. They weren't, though. I just made them seem that way. I know. Because I was talking about fish. You're very sneaky. I'm very, very sneaky. You are. <laughs> Do I get enshrined in the Fuzzy Hall of Fame? No, you are in the Fuzzy Universe. You can't be enshrined. Maybe one day? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an answer. brings us to our final segment, Animals Online. Great. Yay. <laughs> Last week, you met Nalakat, and um, we had several people comment on that photo on Instagram and Facebook. The winner this week is, drumroll please, Laura Lervold. Laura Lervold. Congratulations, Laura. You are going to be winning a handcrafted fuzzy bow tie. So wow. I got really excited this week. And I went to the fabric store. Actually, I was supposed to go to the post office, but then I saw the craft store next door and I was like, I'll just take a look. And then I bought a bunch of really cool fabric to make bow ties out of. <laughs> so I'm going to post that online and Laura, you will get a choice of whatever design you would like. And I'm going to make you a bow tie. That's really sweet. So if you would like to win a bow tie for your fuzzy, I can make them for dogs or cats or whatever or animal, skinny pigs, sugar glider. Rabbits? Bat. Bat. That probably has rabies. Yeah, not all of them. That's unfair. There's bats out there who are offended. You can't come back from rabies. That's a stereotype about (laughs) bats. So if you would like a bow tie, all you have to do is comment on the picture of the animal online for this week. And this week, I'm introducing to you Little Bub. Little Bub! So Little Bub is a cat. Wait. I can't look? I'm going to show you in a second. I'm trying to look and she won't let me look. I'm going to show him in a second. Let the world know. Because I want to ask Will a question. So Little Bub is this really cute cat on Instagram. Um, And there's something, I'm going to say, unique about him. He always has his tongue stuck out and he's really small and his eyes are a little buggy. Right. What what do you think's going on with this cat? (laughs) It looks like a Tarsier. Do you know what a Tarsier is? Oh, yeah. Like one of those... um, Kind of like a lemur, but like a monkey with their eyes. That I don't know really if this cat's out. okay. Well, is, is little Bub okay? Does he have teeth? He's very cute. I'm not sure. Does he always have his tongue out? Yeah, always. What do you think his deal is? Um, I don't know if he's missing his mandible. What's a mandible? Mandible's the bottom part. Oh, there he's got his tongue in. No, mo- almost all of them his tongue's out. I don't know. He doesn't look right. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty cute. (laughs) So um, if you want to see what we're talking about, head over to our Instagram, check him out, leave a comment, and you might win a bow tie for next You're probably going to win a bow tie. You're probably going to win a bow tie. Come on, people. Don't you want a free (laughs) bow tie? What else is going on? Handcrafted. (laughs) Handcrafted. Jeez. Get on this. These are going to be worth a lot of money one day. Vintage. And that's it. That's it? for the week. There's not more? I was just getting on a roll. Buzzy loves you. Buzzy loves you.